Welcome to Run Your Mouth. I'm your host, David Melly. This week's guest is our good friend and former teammate, Jake Byrne. Jake is an Irish lad currently living in the UK who graduated from Iona College in 2015 and ran for the Heartbreakers when he lived in Boston. He's run 14.01 in the 5K and is an accomplished distance runner, winning the Northeast Regional Cross Country Championships in 2014 and the IC4A Championships in the 10,000 the following year. We sat down at co-hosts Halia Bing and Sean Edelman's apartment to record a lovely Sunday afternoon episode full of great stories, accents, fake and real, and some brilliant gimmick mile pitches. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes for new episodes and to follow us on Facebook and Instagram to see the straw hats we wore to the recording. Until next time, I've been David Melly, and this is Run Your Mouth. Are there, how many straw hats do you guys have? A lot. Yeah. I can just use it as like Sean, a... get my other hat from on top of my dresser. Please. Please. <laughs> you can just use Por favor, no! Is there actual espresso in there? Do you want to try it? It's really good. What is it? Is it just espresso and Kahlua? And vodka. And love. And three beans. Oh my god, that and is two incredibly ice good. Have you never had an espresso martini? No, that's amazing. I kind of want one next. It's just a precarious but... cup. Alright, fam. Welcome to Run Your Mouth, Long Run Talk for Long Talking Runners. Talk, talk. I'm your host, David Melly, um, and I'm here this week with a very special guest. Uh, our, our second international guest, but our first overseas guest, uh, Jake Byrne, all the way from the UK. How are you doing, Jake? I'm very good, David. Thank you very much for having me. And for those of you, uh, you know, who aren't proficient in accent identification, you're, you're not originally from the UK, you are, you're an Irishman. I am indeed. Where in Ireland? A uh, little town called Mullingar, just uh, west of Dublin City. Lovely. I think you'd like it, yeah. I'll Wait, have to go visit. Could you explain that term? What, is, what did you say? You're an ink? No. What did you say? I don't think I said anything too confusing. <laughs> did I say anything too I confusing? thought you said something like, what the hell did you just say? I said no. he was an Irishman. And then you said, yes, I'm an... I am indeed. No way that's what you said. <laughs> that's exactly what I said. Well, the record, well, we're recording, so I'll be proven. Our, our co-host <laughs> I'll be proven. <laughs> safe later on. Oh, no. Our co-hosts this week are uh, our literal hosts as we are at their apartment, and our co-hosts are Halia Bing, returning champion, and Sean Edelman, uh, new to the pod. How are you guys doing this week? Good. Doing awesome. Good. You look good. We, we've had, uh, we have our cocktail attire on. Yeah, Sean, having cocktails. Yes, yeah, Sean, the bartender, has uh, prepared Jake, some... Jake's also the bartender. Yeah. Oh, Jake sorry, made yes. these white Russians. Sean made an espresso martini. And, and you... I just put vodka in the existing drink that I was drinking already. <laughs> um, this is this... But it was tasty. Yeah. This is becoming a recurring theme because Trevor brought uh, Cabernet to the podcast this time, so... Oh, fancy. Now that we're recording more and more in the afternoons, we'll have to uh, make this a recurring theme. It feels summery, though. We well, have... we had a beautiful run this morning. Where were you? Where'd you run it this morning? It was so nice. It was... The sun was shining. The wind was blowing. The trees. It looked great. It sounded great. It felt great. Um, Where did you run this morning? <laughs> Where did we go? Battle Road. Battle Road. 
So for, for those of you that aren't uh, Boston natives, do you want to explain uh, what Battle Road is, uh, So it's actually the Minuteman Historical Trail, I think is the official name. The bas- Battle of Lexington and Concord. Yeah, yes. so basically the British marched that way and all the militias kind of rallied and there was a big battle along this trail. And it goes from Lexington to Concord. It's about five miles, but you can actually go even further. And it's all nice and dirt and gravel. It is a, uh, a very a frequent attraction of the Boston running mm-hmm. community for sure. But also historical community. We saw some like guys in like full on British red coats today. Oh, yeah. it's it's beautiful. It's like it's and especially this weekend. It's just the weather's been so nice, but um, it's really been a nice change from the god awful spring we've had so far. You, yeah. saw, you saw them out there full attire today. Yeah, yeah, we saw yeah. one guy in full attire. They were talking. They the were party. having a show. Yeah, yeah something about show. show. I don't know. A historical show. Like a reenactment. Yeah. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, but he was the only guy we saw, so... Was it was one, one man. <laughs> he was, like, changing uniforms, yeah. like, <laughs> fighting himself. It's like Fight Club. Well, spoiler alert for Fight Club. <laughs> but, yeah, we... So, I learned recently, actually... So, you know, Patriot's Day, the day of Marathon Monday, is a state holiday called Patriot's Day. The reason why it's called that is actually because, like, a hundred years ago... Um, the town of Lexington was like, oh, we're going to petition the state legislature to make Lexington Day in honor of the Battle of Lexington and Concord. And Concord was like, fuck you, we're going to petition to make it Concord Day. And so in the state, they just like, they literally were like, all right, we're calling it Patriots Day because you guys just like are fighting over it. So that's where that comes from, actually. Fun little fact. That's a good fact. Yeah. Gonna so log that one away. Next time we run, I'm totally throwing that out there. Yeah, you'll have to run with new people every time. Yeah. <laughs> Tell that over. We're and not going to that. Although we have, <laughs> we brought Jake back. So so a little a little bit for the listeners. Jake is a uh, graduate of Iona College and a, a former Boston resident who uh, went back to Europe this past summer, much to our chagrin, as he was a former teammate of ours. Um, but you've returned to us. I have. Yeah. Post. Uh What's what's the what's the one you get kicked out? Deported. Yeah, post yeah, deportation. deportation. Yeah, post deportation. I didn't get deported, but I was, run, I was running the line a little bit. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, back after what ten months? Yeah, ten months. months and yeah, we just looked it up. Yeah. In the ship's log. In the ship's log. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good to be back. Got the good weather. Uh, you're all complaining about here in New England. <laughs> I heard you were uh, training up just for this trip especially. Yeah, I mean, I stopped. I don't think I really ran when, once I left Boston. From every day to do nothing but uh, playing an Irish sport called Gaelic football. So no more running. Definitely need to be fit to do it, but very different kind of fitness. So. Gaelic football. What does that Gaelic entail? Football. Yeah, what is Gaelic football? Mm. It's uh, like a mix of soccer and rugby. So... And you come back and you're like 60 kilos, whatever that is in pounds, it's not a lot. <laughs> so you're a little bit light on the field, so running is uh, not, not a great way to get, gain some weight. Have you been hitting the gym? Have you been pumping iron? A little bit, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you can tell by uh, the science <laughs> of it. Yeah. I still don't have stellar quads or anything like that. But, the uh, calves. The calves, they're growing, they're growing. But, uh, but yeah, that's what I've been doing the past nine months getting readjusted to life in Ireland. And I heard that you uh, you have a tradition with your college teammates when you come all end up in the same place. Um, you you do a 4x4? Four four yeah, together, yeah we're right? all beaten, and beaten up and uh, a couple of us are still going but a lot of us are beaten up and usually it's uh, following a fairly heavy night of 
catching up with each other, having a couple of drinks the next day. If there's four of us or more in the area together, because we're pretty international at Iona, so we're, we're spread across the globe a little bit. We're all in the same place. We, we do a run halfway through. We attempt a, a four by four just to see what we still have in the tank. Usually not that impressive, but we surprise ourselves every once in a while. Did you time it? We time it, yeah, we time it. What was we the set a record yesterday? Yeah, we got we're we're out celebrating. Haley was there with us on Friday. We had a pretty fun night. Uh, yeah, you were here Friday. We we're dancing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we we timed it. We got a, we did a three fifty two. Oh we wow. Fifty eight. We were happy enough with that. I mean, it's by no means impressive. There's people out there that can do it themselves. <laughs> we were pretty happy. We had to curtail our celebrations because we realized quickly after our 4x4 four four had finished, it wasn't that impressive. So we moved away from the track and uh, continued our celebration. So how, did, how did it feel to run a 400 off of very little uh, training? Uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. It's just short enough that you can get through it for sure. But uh, definitely got some pre-race nerves. Yeah, I wasn't expecting. Yeah, did you warm up for it? No. Oh, we ran two miles there. I think after about half a mile, I was asking how much further. To the track. <laughs> so we ran about two miles, two and a half miles. Went to the Harper track, and uh, we didn't. I think Nick did a Nick Bachman, a colleague of mine. He he did a stride. He did one single stride. Figured that was enough. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to push enough. anything. Yeah. Are we talking like four hundred meters? No, I did like it was, it was bad. It was like a twenty-five meter, <laughs> twenty-five meter. Just just seeing if he could lift his knees. And, uh, yeah. Did so. What is your Rami? What is your personal best in the mile? Uh, four oh five. And all right. Wh- realistically, what do you think you could run in a mile right now? If we're like assuming, let's say you had a good night of sleep, you weren't drinking the night before, like. What, a, what what do you think if you went up to the track and spiked up, what you could do? I still think I could come under, like, 425. I'd That's impressive. I believe that. it, yeah. I still think I could do that. I mean, it wouldn't be pretty by any means. <laughs> what did you run last year at the 26 by mile? 419? Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you come into shape pretty pretty quickly, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, you weren't, you weren't really running much back then, either. No, no. Yeah. I was at the... Yeah, I was right before the uh, exit. Yeah. <laughs> so I was enjoying... The last couple of weeks in Boston. <laughs> and so, uh, now that you've so you've lived in New York at Iona, mm-hmm. Boston, mm-hmm. Uh, in Ireland, growing up. Yeah. Uh, you briefly lived in France this past yeah. year, uh, in London. Mm-hmm. Am I missing anything else? Uh, I think that's about it. I lived in a brief period in Albany. Okay. For like three months. So, so do you have a favorite of those places? Oh, Boston for sure. Yeah? Yeah, for oh, sure. That's nice to I, I promise I, I'm not paying him to say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it seems a little guided, that question, but no, it's uh, definitely my favorite. New York was great. I think if I was sending someone to visit a place, I think I'd send him to New York still, mm-hmm. just because there's, like, on so the surface, a lot more going on. But in Boston, I think I would, favorite place I've lived, definitely Boston, but it's half of the people, half of the people make the place, isn't it, so. Oh, yeah. How's the how's the situation now? Um, good. Living in the UK for another couple of months. Um, working away. France and the UK have been the same job, but just moving around a little bit and heading back to Ireland. I think June time, and that'll be a, I think a more permanent location. So I I hear you've been uh you've been exploring your your little neighborhood over there in in England. 
Um, do you want to explain your, your run-ins with the drag queens? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I can certainly go through it if people think it's of value, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I explored around, it's new city, have to put myself out there a bit, so I went for a, like, a casual drink, not meaning for it to be anything more than that, but ran into this bar called the Birdcage, and it seemed pretty lively, I know they've run events like art, study, art stuff, slam poetry, that kind of thing, and on that particular night, there was a, a good like a drag queen night, like drag queen contest, and uh, so I, it was like, I said why not, went down, had a look, got talking, everyone was super friendly, really great night, um, the second time around, about a week or two later, I went to another pub, because I'm just trying to discover a place in the area that I like, the second pub I ran into the same like drag quartet of people, and uh, at that point they kind of pulled me, I don't know what, you, I don't know if there's a name for a group. There was only four of them? They were like three, yeah, they ran a whole competition around that county. They're, they were drag queens, but they were also playing string instruments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it was an orchestra. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. They were a talented group. But yeah, at which point, like, my second drag queen contest in two weeks, and the first one I went to, like, they were getting the, the crowd hyped up, and they were asking, is there any straight men in the audience? And I put up my hand, and they all hissed at me. <laughs> so it was very, like, they were all aware that I identified as straight, I guess. But uh, the second time around, they pulled me into a corner like, Jake, this is your second drag contest in almost like two weeks. I think we need to have a talk. I think they're trying to help me out with that process. As much as I appreciate it, it was very kind of them. Uh, but yeah, it was, it's been an interesting couple of months in my new, yeah, my new dwellings. Any other good uh, spots around town that uh, maybe don't feature drag queens, but are, you know, have other appeals? Downtown Norwich. Downtown Norwich, yeah, it's not so much of a downtown as it is a, but it's a good city, it's definitely a good city, but any more interest in that, I don't know, I don't think so, not yet, <laughs> I've got a couple of weeks left and You'll have to explore you know. a little, yeah. yeah, nice, so I'm always curious about, so when you came to the US mm -hmm. um, to go to school, how was, I guess, what, what was, like, your first impression of, of either living in the U.S. generally or, like, specifically, like, running in the NCAA and, and competing that way? Um, I guess, yeah, first impressions, it was, it was, it was, the sun was shining for probably more than 20 minutes at a time. That was <laughs> certainly very different for me. Um, I went to Iona down in New York, so everything was a lot bigger, a lot louder. Where I'm from in Ireland, it's, it's a pretty quiet little area. Um. I guess I didn't, I didn't really have too much apprehension coming over because I knew it was probably going to be a lot of kids my age in the same position. It wasn't uh, as daunting as, like now I think about it, it seems like a much more daunting thing to move over <laughs> when you're 18 years old, years old to a, a new country, new continent, but at the time it really didn't dawn on me, it was, I knew it was going to be a fun time. So, Were you always planning on trying to come here for school? Um, I kind of, probably about 17, because I only started running when I was about like late 15, 16 years old. I was double math class on a Wednesday with a test and I really didn't want to do it with a teacher called Sister Geraldine. Not the, uh, not the nicest lady you'll ever, you'll ever meet. So I wanted to get out of that and I was kind of scanning around to see what trips were occurring on that day to get me out of it. And there was a running trip, a cross country running trip. So I brought my football boots and I ran the race and uh, 
I won the race, I won the next couple of races. And Wait, I in your football cleats? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I ended up coming second in the All-Ireland a couple of weeks later, and a guy from my town came up to me, and it was all in football cleats. So I was like, definitely. Was like, Here, let's, we're going to try running shoes. Yeah, and see how I was doing like there. obnoxious run, like obnoxious football stretching amongst all these runners. And, uh, what kind of stretches? Just like, not ones I've ever done as a runner <laughs> since learning a little bit more out of sport. Like, I was doing, like, swinging, like, holding onto a fence and swinging my legs side to side, like... That feels, some, that feels pretty good sometimes, though. Yeah. yeah I do that before races, yeah. There were some suspicious ones in there, I'm sure. I was also wearing a t-shirt that just had printed on the St. Joseph's. That's your bridge. It was, like, not a thing there or anything. Uh, well, yeah, that's are there Are there photos of this happening? I would love to... Uh, I don't know if there are. I can try. I can show you. I've got some horrendous photos, but... I don't know if you'll get any of that, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess I've started running a little bit more. A coach came up to me after that in the soccer cleats. He asked me if I would come down and train like once a week. I continue. You could keep playing football. Just give me one day a week, and after time, it was like turned into two days a week, three days a week. And uh, he kind of said, "Oh, there's an opportunity in America if you keep my head down and listen to him and and follow the plan." Um, so I, yeah, I kind of had it in my head about 17 years old. I did. I got a, the first phone call I ever got was pretty weird. I was walking around town like doing my normal business, and this guy from some place in Texas rang me, and uh, like I was not prepared for the phone call at all because I <laughs> never gotten the phone call. I hadn't really discussed what the process was, or and I didn't know anything about the NCAA. So he called me and. Uh, he had this American accent, he was talking all about Texas, and I hadn't a clue what was going on there. I just had to say, oh, it's brilliant. I was like, can you send me an email? I thought, no, at that point, I didn't really have an email that I could remember the address for, because I didn't need an email. So, I, uh, yeah, I started getting some phone calls, and I was pretty lucky to have a good support system around me to, to help me make choices, because I hadn't a clue what I was looking at, to be honest. I think every college got their name and a state beside it. So it's like, I own a college, New York, because I didn't know where it was. Providence would be like, Rhode Island. Did you, did you know any of the Iona guys before you went there? Um, actually, I knew one girl, but I didn't know she was out there when I until the day I got there. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tara Jameson, we kind of were on a couple of teams together. Um, she went out to Iona. I didn't really follow running news, so I wasn't following results or anything like that. She was out there and... She didn't know I was coming, and I didn't know she was there. It's a good surprise on day one. Yeah, that's and the rest is history. Yeah, yeah. I can was is so obviously you you sort of came stumbled sideways into running in general. But what would you say is like the big the big major differences between like competitive running in the U.S. versus Ireland? Um, it's more team-based in the U.S. That was kind of the draw for me. Like, you come into the college system and you're expected to, or at least I come into the mindset, you're expected to contribute to a team. Whereas in Ireland, I was kind of training on my own, running for myself, and it was very competitive on an individual level. Um, but coming from team sports like football and soccer, I was more team-oriented than I was driven for, like, my, my own mm-hmm. uh, my own agenda, so it was, that was kind of the attraction for the US, that I wanted to be part of a team, and uh, so when I came over, I was like, pleasantly surprised that that was, that was very much the focus, at least that I own a team with yeah. very much I was going to say, is that, because I've always thought of you, like you were a, a Northeast Regional Champion in cross country, I've always thought of you as a very strong 
cross runner. Yeah. And, and I guess that's probably part of the appeal, too, is that cross is such, like, a team-focused... Yeah, it's a very short season. Like, I know the cross season in Ireland goes October to February. Oh, really? So, yeah, so oh, it's, it's like, a very condensed season, but... Uh, yeah, cross is an attraction. I just figured I'd only run maybe one indoor race in my life before coming to the U.S., so mm-hmm. I was like, uh, oh, it'd be fun to do it. But, um, yeah, I guess yeah, the cross-country was an aspect of it, but... More so the team team aspect and yeah. Well, you're a tall guy too. So. Sorry, <laughs> you're a tall guy too. So indoor is never a, a you know a friend to the long leg yeah. among us. No, <laughs> it doesn't look pleasant. No. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, so before we move on, I you s- mentioned that this uh, coach has an American accent. Can I? Can you give us a sampling of your best uh, American accent? Was it a Texas accent too? <sighs> no, I won't do it. I won't do the accent, but. You can, he, was a, I, I, he wasn't from Texas. Uh-huh. I won't say his name because he's probably still doing. <laughs> I don't well, know. What's, what's your What's your generic American accent? Can you give it a Give us a little. Or just start talking somewhere in the conversation. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to join a conversation. I'm, for the game for the listeners, they can <laughs> yeah. take a moment. Like yeah. if they can Figure identify where I'm trying it, <laughs> yeah. then they get like. Well, can we can I'll make leave sh- whatever American dollars I have when I leave on Thursday. I'll just leave it with you, David, and you can distribute to the winner. <laughs> we, can, we can make Sean and Haley, uh, you know, do their best Irish accents. Oh no, same. never. <laughs> yeah. Sean's is always some sort of Jamaican. Yeah, every accent I try somehow turns into Jamaican. Yeah, see, my fear is if I do the American accent, I might try something like a Boston or New York accent, but and I know what it sounds like in my head, but it always comes out like, like from that musical Oklahoma. So it doesn't sound like sounding like the people from that. It's like I try my best, and it goes off track, and I end up there. Well, I was, see, I was. I feel like Irish is always the like I try and do the. Um, you talk like through sentences. It's hard to describe, but like you, it's, you don't really ask questions. Your, your voice doesn't go up at the end of sentences. It's like a very Irish thing. So it's like you know, are you going down to the pub? Are you like? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, my Irish accent's pretty dulled. I'm not sure if you probably don't know the difference, but it's quite dulled. So it's. Yeah, I imagine probably. Uh, did it? Did it get worse when you were back? Uh, back. It home? gets a lot stronger back home. Yeah, but I is pretty. A pretty diverse little team. We take a lot of uh, foreign, yeah, foreign athletes in, and uh, but as you met, you met all the Nick and Otis there up this weekend. We lot, some of a lot of Americans too, but because there's a lot of different accents and a lot of different languages coming to meet in one place, I think everyone's accent slowly gets dulled down a little bit. So it's guy at the bar the other night really picked up on yours quick though. Yeah, yeah, he had some interesting questions yeah. based off of it. When right. I try, what were his questions? Uh, I think he was wondering, he was very concerned as to what part of Ireland I was from for a very specific reason. But, uh, oh, like politically? Like you're, yeah, like I think you're from so. Northern I think he was trying to go down that direction with me. <laughs> was, he, was he English or something? No, he was Irish, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, he wanted to go down a direction, I think. I was... I had, I, had a, I had half a drink in one hand and it was... It's too, I didn't want to go down the direction. <laughs> so yeah, I dodged the bullet. I, f- I feel like I always my Irish always sort of like hops between Scottish and Irish. It's like there's like always a little bit of Sean Connery in there. But I was I was saying this week. So this past week I had worked really long hours, and everyone, um, everyone at my work, like I don't think I have a Boston accent per se, but everyone at my job has like <laughs> departed level like caricatures of a Boston <laughs> accent. <laughs> 
And so you realize, like, you spent, uh, after a while, like, you talk to people enough, you just start to, like, kind of mimic them, you know? And, like, I'll, I would catch myself just, like, kind of slipping into it, like, more and more the longer I spend time at work. But um, I wish I had a Boston accent. That'd be fun. That'd be... I've noticed people picking up some of my tendencies. Definitely. Ta- yes, if we are having definitely, a conversation, yeah. I'll, I'll some- I definitely can do yeah. that. Yeah. I know some, some have picked up It'll be grand, which is... It'll be grand. Yes. Yeah, yeah. For Irish, it's probably not grand, but we're not going to figure it out right now. We'll deal with it later. It's kind of... I would read that phrase. People have adapted it. Well, I always... adapted it. Uh, a fr- friend of the pod, Jordan Donnelly, who is uh, from Liverpool, I always call him mate, which is, like, a very, like, specific to, yeah. like... I don't call anyone else mate, and it's just because he's English that, like, I'll always default to it. You he's guys got, say lads all the time. Yeah, he's got a harsh one, though. He's got... He's from Liverpool. Well, my favorite thing is... Wins. You ever notice Ed Waller plays up his accent when he's talking to Jordan? Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, they get more English... They get more English as they start talking to each other. <laughs> Do you know that's actually a part of, like, a linguistics term? It's called code switching, when you change how you talk depending on who you're talking to. And like, oh yeah, yeah. It's supposed to so you can connect better in the conversation. That's how you learned in college. Yeah, code switching. <laughs> but yeah, no, that definitely is a thing. Like, if, it's exactly that. It's like at work. Like, I'll I'll talk with more Boston accent at work, um, and then you you definitely can can end up picking up a little Irish after hanging out with Jay yeah. for a little while. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I feel I've like whenever some. I'm on like customer service calls, whenever I like have to dial one of those one eight hundred numbers, I always try to affect like a really friendly Midwestern accent, hoping they'll give me more of what I want. <laughs> Treat me nicely. Yeah, that's that's well. Oh, here's a perfect example of code switching. Is like the gay thing. Like, okay. gay gays talking to other gays, like talk in a very different like physical mannerism not just like linguistically like and that's definitely like like they just talk gayer to each other (laughs) and it's definitely a thing but I was like people always have their polite like the polite um the the customer voice you know what I mean it's like hi like yes and I would like my receipt please (laughs) (laughs) I was like I make fun of my mom like she has like a totally different voice when she's like interacting with someone in a store versus uh, in real life. <laughs> I got a the pretty awkward one. I don't know if I told you about the time. I was calling a client last year, but because I have an Irish accent and quite a few, like, the call centers employ Irish people, I called the guy and he, like, he went after me on the phone. He was like, look, I don't want any more sales calls. Like, get a real job, this kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> you I was like, oh, guy. I was, I, like, and he hung up the phone. I sent him an email. I was like, hi, John, uh, just spoke to you on the phone. We've, uh, like a scheduled business <laughs> call. Oh, he thought you were like he a telemarketer. He thought I was a telemarketer. <laughs> yeah, he thought I was like one of those Irish telemarketers because partly there's quite a few. But he, like, he, had a, he had a right go at me. Yeah, he had a right go at me on the phone. I had to send him an email. And he, he called me back because it was a very a apologetic, yeah. awkward few minutes on the phone. Oh, no. yeah. oh, man. Yeah. I don't know if he made a reference to the fact that I was Irish, but he, he had a right go at me, yeah. <laughs> So, so here's the thing we, we asked um, Matt Hughes, who had, who had just recently moved back to Canada when he was on the podcast, what's uh, something they don't have in the U.S. that you miss about Ireland and something that they don't have in the U.K. that you miss about the U.S.? Okay. 
Jeez, I wish I had that question ahead of time. <laughs> up some good ones, I think. Um, what I miss about when I'm in Ireland, from a running perspective, definitely is a larger running community anywhere you go in the US. It's definitely closer. They're a closer community. You get people running together all the time. On top of that, I miss the ability to wear short shorts and it be so widely accepted. <laughs> um, is it not accepted? In, in I mean, Ireland? you get a little bit of it, but here don't you like you get a little bit of run forest run out the window sometimes yeah. do you get that wait I where are you saying is better for short shorts ireland the u.s yes yeah you get a couple of like i've never had runs. anyone say that to me <laughs> run maybe forest run i've, had, I've gone run forest runs yeah like i didn't know that was tied to the shorts though Does i think it's anything like anything to do with the shorts i think so because then they know you're running. taking it a little more serious like i don't think if you're wearing like I want to say they're like, armored along point. Like, basketball shorts. Yeah, I don't think don't, anyone's shouting. They don't necessarily run. yell that at like a jogger. Yeah, if you're yeah. wearing your short shorts and a like, sleeve, like. They might yell them at joggers. Well, I feel like Boston Ooh. also does so many runners. Well, yeah, that, Boston, like, you get, you get uh, really winded yelling at all the runners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's it, you've got safety in numbers here. Mm. Yeah, we generally so you don't get away with the short shorts. Heckled yeah. too often. Johnny got heckled, so, last year. Remember, some lady commented on the amount of leg hair she could see. Yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. She compared it. It was a gross comparison. <laughs> anyway. I'd like so, to know what the most frequent phrase shouted at people running is. It has to be run for us, run. Run for us, run. Yeah. got to be up there. I, I think feel like you're wearing people will sometimes just like the generic like wolf whistle you'll sometimes get. like. That's just you, David. Oh, well. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I had teammates in high school, and I don't know how true this is because I wasn't there, but they were like running in the rain in the summer, and this guy pulls up next to him. This is the story they told. And he pulled out a trumpet and started playing the Chariots of Fire theme. Oh Wait, that's boy. amazing. <laughs> yeah, and like, I, I've always thought it was true, but it seems way too surreal now, 10 years later. Yeah, but, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> the best one we have is guy Andrew Kowalski. He had the, like, he had the hairiest chest ever, and we were running, and someone pulled up to him and was like, nice sweater. He was <laughs> no shirt, it was great. That's, oh, that might be, have to be a recurring question. It's best heckle you've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, that's a good one. Best run of the heckle, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, the, so, what do you, when you were in, you must have missed stuff when you were in school, gotten a little homesick, like. Um, obviously, like, family back home, but something, like, small, significant. Yeah. If I'm honest, every once in a while, potato crisps, you, you won't know what they are. They're like chips. All right. They're real good. You can't get them over here. There you go. Potato chips. Throw that potato crisps. I thought we had all the potato chips there you could ever want. <coughs> no, you're missing the key ones. The good what? ones. There's so potato much. chips that America does not have. You have everything, but you have nothing. <laughs> so do they have... One, one of our recurring uh, questions is the, the best burrito uh, that you've ever had. But did, did, what is the Mexican food situation where you are? In Ireland? Ireland or, or, or any other places, yeah. uh, non-existent. I feel like mm. it's non-existent. So you, you couldn't get a burrito where you're currently living, even if you tried. I mean, I could get one, yeah. In fact, yeah, they're popping up. They're, all right, they're all coming right. up. Healy and I had one in Taiwan. You have to be able to get one. <laughs> yeah, they're on the way up. Definitely in London, you can get anything. Well, yeah, in London. How was the burrito in Taiwan? It wasn't good, but it was like Haley had been living there for that point, like eight or nine months. So for her, she was like, "Oh, it's great. It's like American." I was, I ate it. Yeah. I'm like. I don't know. We should have stuck to like the normal like wonton soup rice. <laughs> you 
at, ate at least 15 different bowls of wonton noodle soup. I sampled my way through the wonton noodle yeah, soup. He there, became yeah. a connoisseur of Kundun Yin. <laughs> Yeah. It's on the way up, but for a while in Ireland, like, if you were, like, straying even, like, away from, a, like, bread, if you went to a tortilla, like, you were pushing the ball out. Like, <laughs> really mixing yeah, it up. Yeah, sweet chili, like, sweet chili sauce or something like that. You're really pushing, pushing the limits. Gone straight outside. <laughs> What's the... Are, are you a tea drinker primarily, or do you do, you do coffee? Tea, yeah. Well? I think America converted me a little to coffee. Don't, I don't think I ever... Boston converted me to coffee. Yeah. I was also a tea drinker. Yeah, only tea, but coffee since I came to America. Nice. And I will, so the, our first, uh, I guess, major interaction with Jake was, uh, of course, a <laughs> prolific beer mile. Yeah, it's very uh, stereotypical of uh, arrival onto <laughs> the Boston scene. <laughs> well, that's how we knew we, we liked Jake, was uh, just Jake coming in and, and his first day as a heartbreaker winning the spontaneous beer mile that was planned. You won it? Yeah. yeah. Well, Lewis is mad because he beat Lewis. Lewis <laughs> cheated. Well, Lewis didn't run a penalty I was the lap. official. He puked and then blamed it on Matt yeah, Fisher. Yeah, he was trying to be so sneaky about that, too. Like, oh, I didn't puke. Like, and no, we're like, yo, we all puked. saw you. There's a pile over there. Yeah, He did get disqualified weeks later. And yeah, no, the official Has been salty are... about it ever since. <laughs> well, he was he was giving someone else some shit. Who was he giving shit? Matt. Oh, Matt. Poor Matt. <laughs> Oh boy, yeah. Well, that was one of our recurring questions: is is the gimmick mile? Um, I don't know, if, Haley, if you answered this when you were on, but if you had to come up with like a like a fun, weird mile to do, like a beer mile. So like, we've had like some of the ideas have been like flip flop mile, like uh, race race the train, like a mile, and like try and beat the T. Did, did um, Sidious do one? Sidious did. The mile? Blue Jeans mile. Yeah, yeah, that's that, sort of where we came one, up with the, the idea. Blue Jeans one. That was great. Yeah. What are, you, what, what are you gonna do? What's gonna be your famous gimmick mile? Yeah, the, the, the alcohol one's gone. You gotta you got come up with something a little different than that. <laughs> Maybe Wooly Jumper. <laughs> wooly Jumper mile. I like that. <laughs> but what about like, what about like full ski suit? Ski like suit. ski pants, jacket, goggles. Ski shoes, ski boots. Ski boots too. <laughs> <laughs> but then you'd mess up your ski boots. Use an old pair. Yeah. You would, you would totally hurt yourself. Like, your shins would break. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I always get bruises on my shins. <laughs> it would be so funny to watch. Everyone just, like, shuffling along. Well, we saw some, what was it, Jerry of the Day, when it was, like, this guy walking around in his skis on. <laughs> <laughs> a ski model would be brutal. Like, <laughs> that would be that oh would skis be on like though. slapping the ground yeah <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> no, I, think I think I'd simply do woolly jumper every lap add a jumper add oh add on oh, I like, I like that. that so you're wearing four sweaters <laughs> <by> <laughs> you. yeah hotter and hotter oh god I was gonna say I think I'm arguably better at chugging coffee than I am at chugging beer so I was thinking like a coffee mile of like you just like have to chug like hot fresh out the pot coffee as fast as you can Ugh. and then also try to not like poop yourself <laughs> Ew. do you have to do a penalty lap if you poop yourself <laughs> yeah I think that's the version? rule yeah I like that do you have a good one Haley I think I would be able to do I can I feel like it's a skill of mine to be able to drink tequila and not have stomach issues from it so I would probably want to pick one like that, like a te- like a margarita mile. Marg mile, I like that. Just sounds I think I would, I just think sounds I like a nice I think it, I think it would have to be a frozen marg mile, just because like the difficulty of drinking a frozen drink fast. Oh yeah, you no. get some. Br- you have to make it hard in some freeze. fashion. Yeah, it's hard for some people. I bet. Eh, 
I feel like it's easier than beer. It's not like, it's yeah. not carbonation. Beer, definitely the issue would be the bubbles. Yeah. Like, I just can't drink fast. I could drink a margarita in like two seconds, though. <laughs> with one up. Show you should you. do, you could do a, a, a freeze pop mile. Ooh. <laughs> That's like flavor Oh, that would be, yeah. I always thought, I've never done it, but I always thought it'd be funny, you know, like case race with beer. Yeah. I always thought it'd be funny to do a case race, but like, with those flavorizers, <laughs> <laughs> the big, like, five pound boxes of those, I think that would be amazing. <laughs> Finish every episode um, by asking the big three, the same three questions of all our guests. Um, we'll start off with we'll go around the circle. Um, the first is your Instagram crush. Who or what are you feeling on the gram, on social media generally right now? Uh, what are you vibing with? Uh, let's start with Haley and then we'll go around. Uh, I just found this new profile and it, I can't remember it now. But I was at home alone trying to figure out what to watch on TV on Netflix, and it was like this show Fish People, and it was all these people whose lives had been changed by the water. And the first lady they featured was like this diver from Oahu, and she was just such a badass. So I followed her on Instagram. She's got some cool pics. She can hold her breath for so long, go down, and, yeah, she's crazy. What's her name? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Kimmy! Kimmy something. Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Jake, what are you feeling on the gram? Um, well, I've signed up for some stuff via Instagram. Uh, a guy called Paul Nyklin. You know Paul Nyklin? No. He works as a photographer, works for National Geographic. Oh, yeah. Does a lot of cool stuff. He was the guy who had the footage of the leopard seals. The leopard seals, yeah. When they became buds. So, following a lot of his stuff. It's good because it leads you down like a bunch of different paths. You can like click. He does a lot of click to like articles. He's fun to follow. Takes the best pictures. Nice, Sean. Who are you feeling on the gram? Um. So my favorite actually has been set on yours, which is the Jerry of the day, the skiing one. <laughs> um, but my other favorite is like I think it's just like shitty tattoos, and it's just this guy. He just get people send him like the worst tattoos they see out in the wild, and he's got like the snarkiest captions. It's so funny. And my favorite thing about it is, like, years ago when I first found it, there was a whole thing where this guy had this shitty panther tattoo. This, like, awful panther face. Like, it looks nothing like a panther. And it's become a thing that people who follow this account get that tattoo. And they go to, like, really good artists to do, like, versions of the shitty panther. <laughs> and, like, there are, some of them are amazing. And the guy will post, like, ten at once. I almost want a shitty panther tattoo. Would you get one? No. <laughs> <laughs> if you got one, would you get it? Some of the ones that like, good artists do are like, you're actually like, wow, this is funny and looks cool. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I. So this is a general thing. It's not any one account. But I just, I've been liking the fact that like, it, people have been posting like outdoor track because like it makes me feel like it's actually spring and like there are sun and light and, and it's going to be summer soon. And that's fun. Yeah. Alright, uh, your go-to karaoke song. We should have plenty of experience with this at this point, but... Oh yeah, apparently I really like to sing at karaoke that Blink-182 song. Uh, what was it? That one song. <laughs> All the small things. Yeah. All the small things. That's, that's <laughs> Haley's. Jake, go-to karaoke? Um, Dancing in the Moonlight. Ooh, Blink that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, we busted this one out last weekend. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm on a boat. <laughs> that was very entertaining. Like you forget did. about that song, and it's amazing. They were real music, musical artists. Yeah, yeah. Um, and cool I'm things. I'm going with I, 
haven't thought about this in a while, but I'm really vibing it right now. Well, uh, Faith, George Michael. Oh, yeah. That's okay. a good one. Uh, and last but not least, Death Row Meal. Uh, today's the day you're going to the chair. What are you, what are you eating? I don't know. I'm really feeling fish tacos lately. <laughs> yeah. You did eat a fish burrito today. I ate a fish burrito from El Pilon. Best burritos in Boston. There you go. There's the plug. Yeah. It was the... I think guapo, that I fish. Uh, I think Rosa said her death row meal was fish tacos as well. Um, well, it's you know. All the greatest people. You die once, like you, like were you supposed to pick your meal like years ahead of time. Like, <laughs> that's what you're feeling. Jake, death row meal. What are you doing? Uh, probably pick something like tapas or something like that that would take me a while to build it. Give myself <laughs> a couple extra moments. So, uh, that's smart. Like maybe one of those go like I get like one of those cookers where you cook the food yourself. Just slowly <laughs> get a cup, give myself a couple more moments. I like that. That would probably be it. Sean? This is a hard one. I really love sandwiches. Like, I could eat a sandwich. I eat a sandwich almost every day. Um, so I'm trying to think of my best sandwich. Um, Alright, so my favorite is a restaurant literally down the street, B&G Oysters. Um, they have this, it's a BLT with, like, lobster on it, but it's, like, literally, like, a lobster roll amount of lobster on that layer and then the other layer is like a full BLT with like that really thick Ooh. bacon and it comes with like a ton of like fries and pickles and coleslaw, coleslaw. and their coleslaw is really good yeah. it's just like it's a it's a really expensive sandwich maybe like a $40 sandwich but <laughs> it's fucking awesome I like that that sounds good yeah I'll, I'll stick with the sandwich theme and say uh, Hoagie Haven in Princeton, New Jersey it's good runners uh, know it well on the east coast uh I go for the Fat Lady with Sanchez Sash, which is a steak and cheese with uh, mozzarella sticks and french fries baked into the sandwich, um, and then just like their really good special sauce. Wow. It's, it's amazing. So there's the heart, stop, the heart attack and the dirty Sanchez. Yeah, what's on awesome the heart attack? Ones. I I remember looking and thinking it was too bad to even <laughs> I think it's got like, a, it's pretty much what David's got. Extra dirty sauce. I think they put it's dirty sauce. Chicken and up. steak on it. And I think they yeah. put two fried eggs in there too. Just oh, like cholesterol. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's one of those things you can only have after a race, and you can only have like twice a year. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's good. It's worth it. I would, that was like my freshman year after Princeton meet was Hoagie Haven. Oh yeah. And I knew Always. for sure I was in America. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, that is truly peak American. That's for sure. Do they do sandwiches in Ireland? Yeah, but that's on a whole other level, isn't it? You know? it? It's a whole other level. Yeah. Alright, well thank you guys so much for coming on the pod. Uh, Jake, thank you for sharing some of your valuable time here as you as you visit. We miss you. So you are you know, you'll have to come back soon and uh, reappear. Um, did you, did you do the American accent at any point? Yeah, I did. I slipped it in. Oh, really? Yeah, I did. I, I did not notice. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's subtle. We'll have to go back and listen. It's probably a bad accent. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys. Thank you, Sean and Haley for, for hosting us in your, your lovely home. Um, until it's next time, yeah. I've been David Melly. Haley didn't have to wake up. Woo. Yeah. Last one was so early. <laughs> yeah. Now we're, we're sticking to the afternoon ones maybe for a little while, but uh, until next time, I've been David Melly, and this is Run Your Mouth. <laughs>